What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, your main event, introducing the hosts of Wrestling with Freddy, Jeff Dye, and Freddy Prince Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Wrestling with Friends. What up with you, man? How are you? Feeling good. I leave soon, but, uh, you know, I get to stay home for a couple of days. Where are you off to? I always ask at the end, but where are you off to this week? Um, this week, I go to Sarasota, Florida, and then straight from Sarasota, Florida, I'll be in Atlanta for a month. Oh, snap. What are you, what are you doing out there? Can you, t- can you say? Shooting a game show called Who the Bleep Is That for Fox. And uh, before anybody Hell says, yeah. Jeff, isn't there a strike? Isn't there a... Aren't you not supposed to be shooting things? No, nah, game hey, shows aren't involved in that at all. Daddy loves money. All right? I'm Jeffrey Alden yeah, but- Die, and I'm better than you. <laughs> That's right. I was just Jesus, trying to be a heel. Dude. No, it's, uh, no, it's not you're involved. Al- you're allowed to. Yeah, it's, they're not in any of those it's unions, so you totally can. And anyone that's got beef with you, you could take it up with me, you suckers. Take it up with yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Um, I was just trying to get some congrats. edge. You know, I was trying to have some edge. Thanks. What what's the first frivolous thing you're gonna buy with game show money? Game show money. Well, that's a good Come question. On. Probably a car, motorcycle, car. Yeah, Ooh, like what a, kind like of car? Five hundred thousand dollar car with wings, dude. So I can fly. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good investment, bro. You should get uh like by wrestling toys. No, get like a nineteen seventy one. Dotson 240Z Fair Lady with the mirrors up on the fenders, and then I'll roll up in my 280Z and we'll cruise PCH. I was just going to ask you, when are we going to drive yours around? I want to ride in that thing. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I'm going to be real with you. It doesn't have air conditioning yet, but it's coming in. We drive fast enough that we put the windows down. Oh, that's what you have to do. And I'm getting a five-speed transmission put into it in a couple weeks, um, swapping out the four-banger. For the five banger, and it's going to be running nice. even better. But yeah, man, that's enough uh, sweet car talk. And I'm done talking about your money and spending it for you frivolously. The Judgment Day, sir. Dominic Mysterio. I don't think we ever hated on him. We just hoped for the best. But this has to be 
far beyond what anyone's expectations were for Dominic. It, it, it has to be from the company, from him. I don't think he saw this happening this quickly and, and getting this big of a friggin' reaction. No way was this the original storyline. It's certainly adapted, right? Or am I, or did somebody go, oh, I've got a plan for Dominic Mysterio and watch and learn. I mean, maybe because he is, you know, he's, his dad is Rey Mysterio. So maybe this was always the plan, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine people thinking it would work this big. Yeah, I mean, he's getting bigger well, reactions big. than Sami Zayn was. Uh, that's, yeah. that's crazy. He's getting bigger reactions than MJF at MJF's last sort of peak. It doesn't it, hurt it, uh, when you put him in. SmackDown, Raw, NXT, and you pair him with, the, <laughs> in my opinion, one of the greatest female wrestlers we've had in a long, long, long time. Doesn't hurt. Yeah, the legit, the legitimate Rhea Ripley. That should be her her call sign, the legitimate one, because she looks like she could actually whip your ass. I look. I I I'm not one of the guys that called it on him. Although you know what the, who this show did call was Ricky Starks, which we'll get into later. Yes, but man, like his response you, is undeniable to the point where I'm in on it now. And now, even at home, like me and my kids, when he starts talking, we all just go, <laughs> because everybody else is too, man. And it's just awesome. So I don't know how he did it, but prepare yourself, get your umbrella ready, for we shower you with praise. Praise, shower you with praise. All right, that's all the praise you get. The Judgment Day did come out, and we ended up getting to basically get a match between Dominic Mysterio and Sami Zayn as the main event, which we'll get into. But what'd you think about this segment, dude? I I like him more and more each week. Oh, you're talking about Dom? Like, yeah, like yeah, Dirty Dom, Dirty Dom, old Dirty Dom got the new tattoo this week. I don't know if you saw that. I'm so into wrestling right now that I'm even keeping up on bullcrap. Like, ooh, he's got a new tattoo. I wonder if they'll talk about that. <laughs> that's how that's how corny I've been lately. But yeah, no, I'm I'm very in. And also, I'm willing to admit these type of things that I was the biggest Dom hater in the world. You could clip you could clip video of me on this podcast being like, he looks terrible. The outfit's terrible. I could see you saying that, yeah. I said all those things. But I'm as over for Dom, or I don't know if that's the right use of that term. I am. I know uh, what you mean. I am, I'm as in on him as everyone else. I'm a big, big fan. I like to boo him. I like to cheer him on. I like what he's doing. A little jealous of him with my girl Rhea, but I'm, I'm on it. Hey, I'm, I'm a big fan. Take it easy. Be more jealous of Buddy Matthews. And I'm as in on him as I am on that beautiful shirt that you're wearing, sir. So there. Thank you. Yeah, this is a golf shirt. Also, you think Buddy Matthews is a big Dom fan right now, or what's going on with that? <laughs> I don't think he's Probably worried, bro. Look, crazy about look that. at him, dude. He's not. Nah, look at his body, dude. He's not tripping. He's like, yo, we're, he, we're he's good. Got, do your, do he's your got thing, feelings, dirty Freddy. Dom. You know, he's got feelings. Yeah, his feelings are, I'm fine, bro. I'm fine. <laughs> or mate, he's Australian, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's fine, not. Mate. You're. Arnold Schwarzenegger is not like tripping out when like the smaller dude gives his wife a hug. He's like, yeah, all right, little fella. <laughs> like it's not, he's not tripping. Buddy Matthews looks like well, he was built from marble. That's true. But Rhea Ripley said that she wants to get her next tattoo is a picture of Dom. So let's see if she goes through with that. Yeah, but it's, she's not gonna, but it's not going to be a real tattoo. She, then, yeah. Then if I'm Buddy Matthews, I'm like, well, you got a what? 
girl. We should talk about this. Then uh, what? who does he wow. get a tattoo of to make her jealous? Alexa Bliss. Why would that make her jealous? I think that's his ex. I think they dated. Oh. <laughs> oh just be funny. Yeah, oh, they're would, just trying to get in each other's heads with all so... these wrestling relationships. Their each leg is just tatted up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How does it feel, Rhea? Huh? You have feelings? Instead of fantasy angry. booking, we just have fantasy revenge. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. All right. Getting back to reality, although this is more fun. Finn Balor and Seth Rollins are going to wrestle again. It feels like they've wrestled like five times in the last two months. Yeah. I'm sure but they have. Like it, it, it certainly feels that way. I do too, man. I, I'm not hating on it. I just, I feel like we've seen it a lot. And the story of the seven year, the seven year bitch, which I like very much, is nice that they were able to bring that shoulder storyline back. For those who don't know, who don't watch wrestling as habitually as, as we do, he separated his shoulder the day Finn Balor won the Universal Championship during the match and he had to give it up the very next day. And it was the worst day of his friggin' life. And they turned in real life. And they worked it into the story, and it's been really good motivation. It's not as compelling as the Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins storyline to me, but it's all art, man. So it's it's tough to compare. It's certainly working. I like both guys, and I felt like both guys got over in it. Yeah, I like it. Also, I like that the size matches. I think that's why I'm always fine with a Seth and Finn uh, match because, like, they're they're perfectly, in my opinion, they're both perfectly charismatic. Are they that the same level of char- charisma? They're the same level of mic. Mm-hmm. Work. I mean, you could argue Seth's a little better, but um, they—they just they're, they're the same better, yeah. build. They're the same physique in a lot of ways. Like I just—I just like this matchup because yeah. it seems like it matches. You see, like a Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. You're like, this dude would kill him. He'd cut his head off with a sword. Like, like it would be like over in a second. <laughs> but like when you see a guy like you know the, the same builds, I I, I'm, I like it a lot. And I think these guys are pretty pretty evenly matched. So I, I never get sick of it. It's very believable. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, When things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. AEW Dynamite. I love this guy more and more every time he comes out. And every time I go, okay, I got him figured out. He does like a different kind of match. But I'm going to talk about the Squozen one, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy against a guy that we spoke about on this. He is the Squozen. You are the Squozen one. I have the higher ground, Cassidy. He went against someone we've spoken about before on this show called A.R. Fox. And this fool can wrestle his ass off. And you find out kind of his backstory of how he trained Darby Allen and and how much Darby Allen appreciates and respects him. And he AR let him like live in his in his at his place when he was just a student of the game. And how he's like, if there's no AR Fox, there's no Darby Allen. Although I think he said there's there's probably or maybe there's no Darby Allen, which isn't the full compliment. That's like an 85 percenter <laughs> yeah. on the compliment. Because you're like, eh, I still probably would have made it though. And so then they have this match. And this was like a beat the shit out of you match, man. Like everything looked so hard and rough. It makes me not want to be a wrestler because I'm not tough enough, but it's weird to me how he can take these beatings and get up. It's only, he has like this Jeff Hardy quality where he's just made out of pipe cleaners and (laughs) you know, you know, like those little bendy things that you would make guys out of in, in like kindergarten and first grade. That's what he's like built out of. And he takes these whoopings and his style is unique. And you know, I don't even want to hate it anymore. Like he earned my love. It's like when Adam Cole earned my love with the baby. I used to hate it. And now I say it before he does. I'm like, Adam Cole, baby. baby. Now I love the Orange Cassidy. And I'm not joking. My son and I do the little baby kicks to each other for no reason <laughs> all the time. Like now we've done it so much. He just walked up to me yesterday while I was at the refrigerator getting food out to make dinner. And he just comes up and just does a little lick. Tap. <laughs> and I go, what are you doing? And he doesn't say anything. And he just hits me with another one. Tap. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I kicked his leg and he moved it out of the way and ran away laughing. What are those um, small so, oranges oh, called? Like little little cuties? Yeah. What are those What are those tiny little oranges Little cuties. What little doing? cuties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing a little, little Cassidy to you right there. I like that. He was, man. So it's, and so that's another thing. But just another reason for me to love wrestling is, is those kind of moments because it reminds me when I was a kid and my son has a lot of fun with it now, too. 
But AR Fox turned into a son of a bitch at the end of the match. It was a total dick. And then John Moxley came out and beat the living shit out of Orange Cassidy some more. So my guy won the match, but lost in life on, on Wednesday Night Dynamite. But it was still a fun match, man. I really enjoyed it. I thought this match was insane. This is my match of the week. And I'm not kidding. Out of all the story, out of everything, because I don't know anything about AR Fox. And the match was like very flippy. Very, like they did moves I've never seen before, like where Cassidy's like up on the top rope sitting. And then he went up and kind of like put his arm across him like it was a rock bottom and then bounced his back of his legs and his butt like to do a backflip while sliding. It was like the weirdest yeah. know, the move is called. I was like, I've never seen that. <laughs> Bro, he did like this like I don't know what it's somersault called. into like a senton from the ring apron. Like when Cassidy's like, there was so many things that I go, what is that move? What is that move? But it was happening so fast. <laughs> That I was like, this is insane. And it also made me realize how how much better Orange Cassidy is at wrestling than I thought he was. I already thought, you know, he's great. Yeah. I loved him. But this match was quick paced. It had all the right things. They're flying all over the joint. They must have been gassed. It was a quick and good match that I was like, this is this is the match of the week for me. I love everything about what he's doing. I love his opening. I love how he doesn't care. And even his opening reflects that. It just, he writes like little notes, like something cool here. Like whatever, I'm not even going to think of it. Just do something cool with this. <laughs> and like all these little images that pop up and he's just so like, whatever. And then when he starts flying and bouncing around and, and, and getting bounced around, he's a whole different personality, man. And I just, I, I love him and I, I love what he, what he brings to wrestling. Now he get your umbrella because you've been showered with praise. <laughs> we're showering praise. We're, we're letting it rain today. The day. Although here's where I think the rain will stop. The Tony Schiavone interview with Jack Perry. I will say this, and I, I know what you're going to say, and I, I'll give you time. He's getting better. Okay? He's, get, he's getting better. And we were wrong about Dom. About Dirty Dom. I and was. they you gave were, him. I don't know if you ever talked. I, I feel like I, I wasn't like in on him, though. Okay. And he he found something and and found the right vein. Uh, multiple people reached out to me on social media before we even recorded this episode to say something's wrong with the AEW broadcast audio because the crowd was going bananas and booing like crazy on Jack Perry's promo. And that's why he was, he was pausing so much and, and multiple people sent it to me. Now they could all be bros on the same text chain, but it didn't feel that way. And I rewatched the segment and it did sound weird. And I have had audio issues with AEW in the past, as far as like backstage promos being live and like the Christian promo going in and out. And that's not because he's off mic. So I'm hoping that that the reaction was stronger, but he is, I'll give him this. He's getting, it was better than his last one. And it was for sure distracting because he was, you could tell he was distracted by what I'm assuming was a crowd response that just wasn't coming through as strong as it was in the arena. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not going to say anything disparaging or hypercritical because I don't know what the environment was like in there. If it was as hot as people say, then it's excusable. And it was better than last week's. I'm not saying it was good. I'm saying it was better than last week. That's that's as sugar coating as I can do it. That's a cloud for it well, to land on. 
I am also not going to be showering any praise on this segment. So many things about this. And and I what you like you said with the audio. And maybe it's not an audio thing. As a stand-up comic, sometimes you're like, dude, I slayed that set. Like, let me get that footage from the improv or the laugh factor. And then you listen to the footage and you're like, wow, it sounds it's just sometimes live is there's there's this extra thing that you can't really translate to television. Sometimes things feel when it's happening bigger and better and it, it gets lost through the TV screen or it just doesn't play as hard. Like maybe everyone, there, there was so much tension in the room that people are booing, but like the audio's picking up just the audible part of it, not the feeling or the energy. But anyways, all that being said, Jack Perry, I don't know who wrote the promo. Does he, do they write their own promos generally or no, or generally I not? Think, I think so. I think they do. He just says a bunch of like typical very cliche, I've heard before kind of bad guy stuff. And then he tries to turn to Taz and say like, and I had to beat the ass of anybody in you you old bums from ECW. I'm making up my own words there. And even Taz like laughed. Like, dude, you're five (laughs) foot ten. And you're also like gorgeous. Like Jack Perry's pretty. He's pretty and he's five foot ten and he's acting like he's a badass. He's chewing his gum while he's in his... It was just so many things that were just, it was terrible. It was uh, very you know, 80s. And and it just didn't, it wasn't, it just didn't feel very, like I, I shouldn't believe that Jerry Lynn, who I don't know how old is, could definitely beat. Oh, don't uh, even say <laughs> could it. Beat oh, God. His ass. So it's like, it, it felt like, I was just like, I'm, why am I rooting for Jerry Lynn here? Like, it, it's, it just felt the whole thing was <laughs> crummy. Well, I and mean, I think tech, that uh, we're supposed post a root for him but everything you're saying is true i wish he had a writer i'm the greatest wrestler to be within a hundred feet of this belt and this is a second class like company and there was just so many things that's going on right here yeah it was just it felt tired but maybe he Good changed it around i hope him. he changed it around i i do too look I, I have a bias for any second generation kid right like being one myself those boots are hard to fill. And at a certain point, you just sure. go, man, I'm not even trying to wear these boots. I got There's all these other boots that look great. I got to try these boots <laughs> on. But yeah. it's it's hard when, when you're in a shadow, even a loosely connected one. And I don't think wrestling is that loosely connected from any other scripted television show. And I say scripted television show because some of these cats need to be scripted. And that's okay. That, that That's all right. You think Denzel Washington's pretty sweet, right? Yeah, that's scripted. He's memorizing that yeah. and breaking down a scene and figuring out why he's going to say the things he's going to say. And it's that motive behind the lines, that thought process of why would I say this? What do I want to make this person feel? Scared, afraid, in love, sexy time, anything like that. And then that's mm-hmm. what makes a performance three-dimensional and cool and that's what makes promos three-dimensional and cool or, or any wrestling segments that you like. And he can freaking do this. I've seen him do better when he has like the edited backstage, not backstage, but like on location promos, like when he was in his backyard talking like in a chair interview style. So I've seen him do well. So that means he can transfer it over. It's just not, it's not the execution isn't there yet. So I want good things for this dude. That wasn't his best. But it wasn't his worst. And hopefully, you know, he there's someone there he trusts that can help him out with some of the the scripting of, of, of those promos and just see if it works. You know, if it doesn't, you still want to yeah. work alone, then work alone and keep evolving your craft and and hope that you keep getting the opportunities to 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 learn and, and grow. But sometimes having someone help you out can speed that growth up. It's just gotta be someone you trust oh, yeah. though. 
also to our listeners, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for a lot of these guys. I have nothing against Jack Perry. It's just when I see something yeah, terrible, I'm going to comment on it. I, I'm, I, love, I love him, and I hope that he crushes it. It's just when I see a terrible idea, whether it was his or a writer's, like, I, I'm going to call it out. But I'm rooting for him, and we, we like Jack Perry on this podcast. Let it be known. Yeah. Bad ideas like shaving the head of Becky Lynch. We'll call it <laughs> yeah, out. Oh, God. We'll uh, call it out, a, and you'll re-report it. World. Because what you love world. Jeff Die, you love these wrestling Jeff fans are exhausting. Is that like why? Is, why are they talking to his ex boyfriend? <laughs> it's like they didn't call me. Nobody called me and said, "Hey, Jeff, do you want to comment on uh, on a girl you dated years ago who's got a family now? We'd like all of her fans to go crazy and tweet at you." No, they didn't call me. By the way, you didn't say anything mean about her. You were totally no. behind her. She was like, "No, I'm not going to shave my head." You dumbasses! Like she also, <laughs> totally had her back. Maybe WrestleMania or Twitter or any of these people, maybe mention that I'm the co-host of a podcast with Freddie Prince Jr. So that oh, it yeah, doesn't just sound nice. like you Buttholes. called me. Like, hey, I got Becky's ex-boyfriend on the line. Hey, you got any dirt you want to say? You, you're like, you, got like, aggre- you got aggregated, it, bro. <laughs> yeah, it came up on the Wrestling with Freddie podcast, who I am a part of. So I don't know. It's kind of funny. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark 
more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. We are going to go to Friday Night SmackDown. Jey Uso is the star of this show right now. I said on Mark Henry's radio show, Busted Open, I said I thought Jey Uso was the most over cat, and that was before he became the most over cat just because of you could kind of, I mean, I didn't, wasn't the first one to call it. Everybody saw where the story was going, but Jay's ability to execute at such a high level, man, and keep you interested. Like I've never seen a wrestler get cut to more when they're not talking than Jay Uso. Like you're whatever, whoever he's in a promo with, just, just know the camera's not going to be on you, but for a second. So you could basically walk out with your notes and just read them because this dude <laughs> is like pacing back and forth, letting you know every thought and emotion in his face. Like it's, it's crazy, man. It's like watching, I, I don't even know how to describe it because there's no actor that does this. Like he's just so friggin' expressive and it's not over the top. Or if it is, he's so committed to it that it doesn't play over the top. And we can get to that in a minute to the match, but Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar had a match. It looked like Rey got hurt and got a, like not, not KO'd, but concussed a bit. So we wish you well, take your time, always go slow. Apparently you can wrestle forever because your body's built differently than the rest of us. So you got time man. heal up, please. At least he in the match, that he unfortunately got injured, that the other guy won. At least it was Santos. How about that? That's a that's a victory. LWO, you know what I'm saying? Put, you know, so that's good. The LWO. Yeah, and I mean Santos reviewers. stayed in character. Santos yeah. stayed in character, so it looked it looked legit story or legit shoot. It's a shame that it was a shoot, but glad he was able to stay in character. And uh, yeah, man, I, w- I wish him the I wish him the best. That sucks bad. Jey Uso versus Grayson Waller. And this, I know everyone's going to be like, dude, this is your match of the week. You're so dumb. Yeah, whatever. I'm dumb. This is my match of the week. And it's just because of one move. So I love Samoans and the history of Samoans in professional wrestling. And shout out to uh, Samoa number one and Bob Backlund in the old school movie Creep Show in the Stephen King segment. That's the match he's watching. So they have this great history and legacy of having the hardest heads in all of professional wrestling. And multiple generations of white dudes, black dudes, Asian dudes, and Mexican dudes, and everyone that's not Samoan dudes have respected this like legacy type extra thing that the Samoans get to have. So anytime someone tries to headbutt a Samoan, the Samoan no sells it because their culture says our heads are harder. And so we get to do this. And the other person has to sell it big, like, oh, my friggin' head, I can't, oh, that hurts so bad. And anytime someone does it in a match, I pop so big for it, because I just think it's the coolest thing. And Grayson Waller, the young, brash rookie who thinks he can out-talent and out-athlete everybody, and he's cocky, and he knows the company believes in him because they give him his own talk segment every single week. And he looks the part and he acts the part. So why wouldn't I be able to headbutt Jey Uso? Oh, son of a bitch. And he just sells it so nice. And Jey Uso looks at him like, brother, are you crazy? Like, it was like, you know, I just, I always pop so big for that. And it becomes my match of the week simply because of that. But the Roman Reigns element as well coming out, the story that these two men have is just top friggin' shelf. 
I love the distraction and I love that he still got over. I thought that he was going to go unscathed and get shots off on everyone, Jeff Hardy style, but eventually Solo caught up to him and put a friggin' spike in his throat and they beat his ass. And so he'll be going in next next week, you know, a little run down, which makes me think maybe he won't win. But I hope he does. That would be crazy storytelling for the WWE. And it takes a lot of guts to put Jey Uso over Roman Reigns when you know that's your guy. It takes a lot of guts. We'll see if you had the guts, WWE. Did you like this match? What'd you think, bro? Yeah, I loved it. I love Jey Uso. I'm so, 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 so on board with with everything they're doing with the bloodline. Grayson Waller is a is is curious for me. I don't know why he's getting such a like we talk about I talk about at least nonstop about how there's all these guys that aren't getting used properly. Like an AG Styles, a Shinsuke Nakamura, and LA Knights finally getting a little bit now, another little push, but not a big one. There's so many things not working or being used or happening. And then now you're going to push Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller gets to keep using rock catchphrases. And and then everyone's thinking, was that like a little tease? Is maybe the rock coming to SummerSlam? Is he going to whatever beat up this There's jabroni no for using his way. things? Well, that's the There's thing. no way he would get that big a rub. Oh my, if they did that, fans would get pissed. They wouldn't even, they would get mad because that would be like, oh, or he's going to be guy. basically jobbing for The Rock. You know, like The Rock would come in and be like, stop using my catchphrases, stop doing my little eyebrow. Like, I'll not, you You're know, jabroni bitch. He's like, Bam, boom. a high level jobbing, you know, like he's kind of like just being, you know, the guy that gets his ass beat by The Rock. Yeah, maybe that's more I don't acceptable. Know. Man, that'd be wild if they gave him that big of a, of a rub yeah. this early on. Well, that's, I'm with you. Like I I'm a wait and see. Like I don't I didn't watch a lot of NXT, barely any. So I I don't know if he was killing it down there or what. But to me it's just like Australian Miz, right? Like with Miz TV. Yeah. And then he's there to to take a bump and make the other person look good, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time where someone could be wrestling, you know. Yeah, it's just confusing. Also, why not use the Miz for this? Why not use <laughs> well, he's Dolph Ziggler? There's just so many wrestlers that like just don't get stuff, and then they push Grayson Waller on us for the last few. And you know, no disrespect to Grayson, but it just it's confusing. It's like a very strange. Yeah, choice. I I hope he kills it. You know, he looked the part, and he sold like a mug. You know what I mean? And yeah. he could talk a bit on the mic. So it's just a matter of getting that segment over. Those in-ring talk show segments are hard sells because it looks so mm-hmm. ghetto. No matter how you dress up the ring, like it looks like a school yeah. play. So no, no matter what, the credibility is at a at a two on a scale of one. It to looks 10. like a Viking <laughs> ship, you know. It looks like a stop it. You like the Viking <laughs> it, ship ring? It's hard to make that the, ring look like anything but a wrestling ring, and then wrestling fans go, "Just wrestle, <laughs> all right? We know that you guys got to talk and do the dancing and the and the entrances and no, the costumes." No, you got to have the McDonald's playground surrounding it, dude. Yeah, they're doing podcasts the in the middle of the ship. ring, contract signings. They're always trying to do anything but wrestle. Just wrestle. The talk show segments are always long, but they have to be, or it's not worth the the investment, right? But it's. My thing is, if you have a guy that can talk, put him in the ring, let him talk his way into a fight, and then let them have a match. And whether he's an a-hole or a, or a good guy and whatever your job is, then he wins or loses. But yeah, just let him fight. Is Otherwise, I don't know. They always look like a Jerry Springer set to me, which right. looked like low rent, like ghetto. Here's the cheapest version of this show, and we're just going to try to syndicate it and make money. And that's what Jerry Springer was. And that doesn't work, man. That though, I know people 
think because of the raw the attitude era that that was you know a very highly rated show it did not get good ratings you can compare it to shows that did it did not get good <laughs> ratings it was just syndicated like trash that would be on in beauty salons and shit so yeah so th- that's my feelings on jerry springer by the way <laughs> <laughs> i used to like jerry springer when i was but a yeah. kid but now looking back on it, i was like this is pretty exploitive like this, even if it, you know, even if it's like only 10% of this is real, it feels kind of icky. But when I was like 11, I was like, yeah, yeah, they would just do these crazy things. Tell the people where you're going to be one more time this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sarasota, Florida, where they also like Jerry Springer. <laughs> um, you guys, we appreciate you listening every week. Don't forget about Unsanctioned Thursdays where you get the extra bonus content. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please leave your reviews. Share the podcast with your friends. Let them know we don't just talk wrestling, but goddamn, do we love it. This has been mm-hmm. Wrestling with Friends. Peace. Follow us on Instagram, Wrestling with Freddy. Twitter is Pod. Follow us on all the socials so you can submit your questions for the Federation. This has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Clam comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.